You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 11. I really, really love this session and I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode because not only does it really give you the behind the scenes, but it shows you that with good, there are always challenges. So, you know, we were talking about all of the amazing results Sam has created last session and all of that is still true. And there are so many things that come with that and things that happen with that and ways that you have to really pay attention to your priorities. And we're going to dive into all of that this episode. And it's really going to help you see that, you know, with growth comes challenge, but those challenges are always um, surmountable and things you can recover from. But let's not keep pretending that growth doesn't have challenges. I think that's really been a theme as Sam's grown really fast over the past few months. And I just want to keep reiterating it because I think that permission is so important. And I think that perspective is so important. We're like, fast growth is totally there. It's totally possible. There are so many amazing things that can happen. And there are all these things that you have to figure out and solve when you get there. And that's what this session is going to teach you about. So I will stop droning on and on about it and just let you listen to it because I think you guys will really enjoy it. So here you go. Awesome. Tell me what's going on. Tell me where you are. (laughs) So we're in Jacksonville um, after like basically we've been traveling without the camper since Thanksgiving, which feels so hectic. I was like, God, I've never wanted to get back to a trailer more. (laughs) (laughs) Trailer life's uh, looking pretty good. Yeah. my co- Somebody asked me, my cousin or somebody was like, well, where feels like most like home to you? And I was like, honestly, just like wherever the camper is, like, because that I'm like still in my home, like despite what is outside. I feel like you need a so, shirt that says like home is where the camper is. I There's like so many. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like people buy us that those things all the time. <laughs> just so much merch. <laughs> So good. So you're back. You're you're getting resettled. Yeah, we're like basically we have to go to South Florida for a wedding next weekend, like story of our lives. And um, but besides that, we're like not doing any traveling for January and February, which I am so excited for. Like I need just a little calm calmness in my life. Totally. You've been pretty nonstop, not only with traveling, but just with like other engagements and like the training and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. I told my husband yesterday, I was like, oh man, I I feel like I'm just going to be so busy this week after um, the holidays. And he was like, oh, because that's such a big change for you recently. <laughs> like you're always busy right now. So yeah, I'm ready for some calmness in business and in life. Totally. So, so let's talk about kind of like how to, how to get there. And obviously like, what's just a, it was the holidays and I took a bunch of time off issue and what's like a, we need to make some ships kind of issue. I know you mentioned, um, some things happening in the agency, you're onboarding the OBM, just give me like a little brain dump there. Yeah. So basically like I was able, I mean, cause it was like really quiet, right. Which was I, I, what I was hoping. So, um, I basically was like up with family and stuff traveling. Um, so I was able to take like kind of a lot of time off and not work that much, which was great. But um, I just like it was really hard. I was hoping to use that time to kind of like play catch up on some things. And it just didn't end up happening because I think I just wanted to like chill and, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy time, which is fine. But so yeah, I just feel kind of like how I felt after going on vacation for a week, which was just like in um when we went to Key West or the Keys, it was just like coming back. I was like, oh, God, like I just feel like I have so much to do, which just continues to be like, OK, great. Yeah, like I that's a problem. Like I need to be able to take time off. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, with the OBM and just maybe using the VA even more, adding some hours onto her, like I'm going to be able to continue to fix that. Um, It was better 
this time like around but i think it was just because it was quiet because of the holidays um so then what mm-hmm. also happened is earlier last month i lost one my one of my small like smallest clients which was fine like no big deal um and then over the holiday i finally fired this client that i've been wanting to fire for like the last 6 months and at that point she was my mm. smallest client so I was just like, you are not worth my time. You are not worth my energy. You're rude. So yeah, we're done here. So that's fine. Like, I'm really not concerned about those two clients. But then my biggest client who um, was like, I was kind of subcontract, not really subcontracted out, but the person who hired me was leaving, I found out over the holiday. And so I basically had to like renegotiate my entire contract with them. Because Mm -hmm. they the business was just launching in the fall and they just like haven't gotten as much walk in business as they were anticipating. So that was like a whole thing. And so now the new person I'm directly reporting to is not the best client, like very sending me a million emails and calling me a million times and texting me a million times. Mm -hmm. So I'm already like, okay, well, let's see how this plays out. Um. Right. I'm not sure how that's going to go. So there was just like a lot of movement happening with that. That And it was kind of like really annoying because it was time that it that really took up a lot of my time that I was working over the holidays, like negotiating these things and offboarding these other clients, and things like that. So I want to just point out how these things have shifted um, with Sam's clients. Like she had to renegotiate with one. She had to let go of another. And it's okay for these things to happen. I think that we all are sometimes looking to get to that place in our business where this never happens, right? Everything goes perfectly with clients. You never have to lose one or renegotiate or whatever. And it's just not the truth, especially as you grow more and more and get more and more clients, the likelihood that changes will occur is high. What you have to be able to do is see those as okay, trust yourself through those and not make them a problem, right? Because they're just part of the course of business. So I just really want to point that out and normalize that because it is natural and normal for these fluctuations to occur. And it does not indicate you have a problem in your business, nor do we have to be aiming for these to never, ever happen. We just have to be great business owners that can navigate through those. So um, that was like kind of annoying, but it's like, it's fine. But now I'm wondering, I don't even know right now because then I started a new client last month also, and I'm waiting to hear back from one other client. So I actually like need to get a handle on like what, how much I'm even making at this point, because there's been so much movement in the last couple of weeks. Um, But I'm definitely like, I think yeah. I've dropped down to like 160. So now I'm like, okay, do I need to like do some lead gen really quickly here and get back up to 200 for the agency? Or should I just like take this opportunity to like get the VA, the OBM, like really doing what they do best while I'm still doing the coaching stuff and kind of just let the lead gen like happen a little bit more naturally for the agency? And I'm trying to decide. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a good question there is basically like, what's the ultimate goal for you? Like I know in in uh, the questionnaire you were mentioning a little bit just of like feeling more like spaciousness and feeling like you can refocus. Like if that's it, it totally makes sense to let that legion happen a little bit more naturally. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're like, honestly, being at the 200 mark is really important for me. And it really like makes the difference in terms of like how much I can um, – you know, delegate out to the VA, to the OBM, that kind of thing. I think that's a little bit of a different goal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, no. not that we have to choose between like stepping back and stepping in and making more. But I mean, I think just on a small scale, we do in terms of like, what's the greatest priority at this moment? Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. And um, I've been kind of leaning towards like right now, like thinking about like actively doing lead gen and onboarding a bunch of new clients beyond like the clients that I'm already supposed like have, you know, in my pipeline right now for January and February. Like I just don't really care like about the 200 as much. Like I just would rather get to like some sort of new normal in terms of like using the VA and the OBM and like making sure they're doing what they should be doing to help me. Um, and then like have those leads come in. Like I literally 
had sent out multiple proposals in December without doing any lead gen whatsoever. So I feel like if I just like can continue to do that, that's like seems a little bit easier for me because the 200 is just like, great. Yeah, that sounds that's a great number. Like, that's exciting. But um, keeping it a little bit like giving myself some space feels a lot better right now um, because I know that the agency will like that doing that lead gen and onboarding a bunch of new clients is going to like take up a lot of my like time and energy. Right. So it'll continue to be at the detriment of the coaching side of the business. Well, I think something else like really important to remember there too is that 200 was never the goal anyway. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It kind of just all happened and it was great and we ran with it and made decisions based on that and that's fine, but like it's not like that was ever like the big goal, right? Yeah, I mean like the goal is like I want to be making sure I am taking home over six figures while working 25 hours a week like that is the real goal so I'm kind of just trying Mm -hmm. even though like it hurts to say goodbye to that number for now just for now right but exactly um yeah I'm trying to just like be like well really if I'm like thinking about that as the ultimate goal like and the ultimate priority then it does feel better and makes sense to like you know kind of be like okay great that's fine like we're gonna keep going on that because like I'm gonna use the VA and the OBM for like both sides of the business the agency is just the biggest so like needs more of their time and attention right now right but like growing the coaching piece is still like i'll still be using them for that too so it kind of still makes sense in my mind to like keep them keep getting them up and running and helping me so that then i can do like i do have the time to do more lead gen for the agency because i'm not so in the weeds with the agency every day mm-hmm Totally. And I mean, I think that ultimately, like, that is the bigger goal, right? And it is, like, getting you more Mm -hmm, to what you want. mm -hmm. I think it would be easy to get to 200 again. I think you very well might just get there without doing anything. 100%. you know, ultimately, like, you know what the value is to you and you know what you really want. And so we can just make decisions in alignment with that, which I I think there's nothing more important. I've said this before, but (laughs) – worth saying again there's nothing more important than getting your team on board right now something we're going to keep revisiting and and talking about is knowing the priority and why that is so important right it's like sam and i keep saying like 200k was never the goal it kind of just happened right but it's so easy to get caught up in that and then to make that the new priority and or to just completely forget your priorities altogether, right so if you're feeling kind of lost or like you're having challenge points in your business, the first question to ask yourself is, do I really know what my priorities are and am I making decisions in alignment with that, right? For Sam, the reason I keep saying like, all of this is fine because nothing is more important than team right now is because team is the ultimate thing that's gonna help her grow and take that time back, right? So we're not deciding anymore between time or 200K. If we implement team in the right way, both of those can be true, right? So that's why we have to keep coming back to that priority of team so we can get the top priorities that we want, right? Instead of kind of getting caught up in what's ever happening in the business and going along with that and forgetting what is most important to Sam. Yeah, I I agree. And it definitely does feel like that. And like, I know I'm going to get to 200 without trying, like two, that's only like three clients or something, which I already have like two in the pipeline to start mm-hmm. soon. And then I still have like two others that I'm like not sure about. So it still is like easy, going to be easy. It's just like do, when I was doing, when I was trying to get up to 200 in the fall, like I was doing so much lead gen, but then that like I kind of want to avoid that because I was like fielding so many calls and like discovery calls and things like that. So it's like I don't really think that I want to be doing that right now. Totally. And I mean, it's good to know that you can if you need to. And that's kind of where the power lies, right? Like if this and big client ends up not working out based on like who your new uh, person that you report to is and all of that kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. fine, like you can replace them. Like that's not a, a huge issue we're worried about. I think right. it's just more like um, it doesn't make sense to spend the time there at this moment. Right. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Like I'm really not worried about the 200. So. Yeah, so that's kind of what I've just been, like, thinking about um, because, like, yeah, during 
over the holidays, like I didn't, I haven't like teased out my um, free challenge at all. Like that didn't end up happening because like all these other things with the agency were happening. Right. So that was kind of like annoying me. Um, and obviously like I could have just worked more, but I didn't and that's fine. But, um, I, that definitely made me think about like, okay, right. So like, if I don't want that to happen, then I can just not, like, I can just keep the agency where it is. Totally. So, I mean, obviously we're in a difficult place in terms of like having any kind of norm because there's been holidays and travel and all that kind of stuff. But like, I know we want to be at about 30 hours. Like, what would you guess you're at right now? And again, it probably evens out to that right now if you're taking a bunch of time off otherwise. But like, give me like some kind of guesstimate of what we have to work with here. Like I, I would say, cause I, when I, I've still been like tracking my time obviously. And so like the yeah. last few weeks are kind of like throwaways, um, because of the holidays, but like typically I am like right now in toggle, I have like 30 hours, which I know that like when I'm just answering quick emails and things like that, like I, that's not getting toggled. So I would say like, I'm at like a solid 40 hours right now yeah. at least. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell because I've also been like working in the evenings and on the weekends all like as well just to try and play catch up but I don't it's some you know it might just feel like it's more just because I feel like I'm working all the time but it's really just I'm working weird hours Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would say it's probably like right it's got to be in that 40 to 45 hour mark so basically we want to knock down about 10 hours is kind of the goal right now yeah yeah like I just want a little bit of space just a little bit (laughs) of um like not working quite as much um and then yeah but i it's hard to say like i'm wondering because now my big silver lining my big client the person who was overseeing me before was like very particular and like didn't really um like she i couldn't get her in line with the workflow that i like so it was really I couldn't really get the VA to do things um, for that client Mm -hmm. because it was really difficult to get them to plan. And with the new client, like they love the idea of like, you know, planning ahead, like for the month ahead and things like that. So like I will be able to get her to do more. Um, And then also my I started a brand new client in December, which now I'll be able to get the VA doing stuff for her too, for that new client. So a little bit of silver lining there. So if we had to estimate that time, like the the shift in that slash the new client, like how many hours does that end up giving to the VA, would you guess? My big client, I mean, it's definitely, I would say five hours a week um, for the big client, probably. Okay. Maybe a little less, maybe like three hours a week. And then for the new client, you know, I've only been working on her for one month so far, right? But that's definitely, like, going to be, um, I would say, like, six hours a month for that new one. So if you split that up, it's like she, I'm gaining back, like, five hours a week, basically, by having her them do those two things. Okay, that's perfect. So that's already in motion. So then our real goal is to be like, what about the other five hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what comes up there in terms of, like, where are opportunities? Where do you feel like you're spending more time than needs to? Like, how do we buy back those five hours? And is it maybe the OBM? Yeah, it might. I think it might be. It might be the OBM. I'm just trying to think because I am also going to start having I talked to the VA about doing email marketing and she, like, said she can do it and we're going to give it a shot for her to take over. Um the email marketing for like all of the clients. So I do that is going to be a couple of hours a week, probably right there, Okay, um, which is great. And then. um, I don't know, it's just so hard right now because it's just like everything has been so crazy for the last like three months. So it's really difficult because sometimes it's just like fielding questions and emails from those clients which I do think the OBM is going to help be able to yeah. help with. And that's what like I discussed with her a lot. Um, so that might just make up the rest of it is just like fielding those random things. So what it seems like to me, and you tell me if this feels true, is that ultimately like 
we're already solving most of these problems with things we've already put in place. Like we're working that out with the client. We can get the VA trained up more. The OBM's coming on to manage some of that. Like it's more just like we're in the interim right now. Right. Where like none of it's come to fruition quite yet. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been like every month the VA has been doing more. And like we're already setting up, like I have her setting up some like systems and processes that are going to like save her time every month um, that I haven't had before. And um, also like starting to set up systems and processes for like my coaching, like my business, my coaching side of the business. So it's like, it's kind of just like all those things are happening. They just haven't happened like long enough for me to like feel the difference yet because it's just starting last month. So it's like, I'm still very like optimistic about it, but it's just really hard to like not be like, oh, fuck, I'm just, like, working forever and ever right now. Well, I think a couple of things come up. Um, I think it's totally right that there's just a time gap between feeling the difference. And so mm-hmm. um, some of that is just giving yourself a little grace and right. around that and not making it a problem. But it's like, the, li- like, literally this problem has already been solved. Yeah. And some of it is also getting a little bit more diligent with yourself, right? So – I think one of the big problems, and you tell me if this feels true, is that you're letting yourself work nights and weekends. And so it's feeling like you're always working, where I think there's an opportunity to be like, what if I just cut that out? (laughs) There is almost always a time gap between putting something in place and then actually feeling and seeing the difference and seeing the results, right? And we all experience that. And the business owners that do really, really well are the ones that can recognize that time gap and find a way to uh, manage themselves and their mind and their emotions through it, right? The ones that have a really hard time are the ones that expect to put something in place, see immediate results, and then want to change the strategy or bow out when they don't. So with team, that's true too. Like there is going to be a time gap because when you bring on new team members, typically they're going to actually take more time from you rather than less sometimes at the beginning because you're onboarding them, you're teaching them. Um, you know, about how to run your business, you're training them, you're giving them your time, energy, and attention because they are a freaking worthwhile investment. But it doesn't mean there's not an investment, right? And so no matter what that thing is in your business that you're putting in place, getting really okay with the idea that there will be a gap between when I put this in place and when the fully realized results come from it is really, really important because if you can't get through that middle ground, it will be very hard to grow. If you find really amazing ways to manage yourself, your mind, and your emotions through that middle ground, it will always be easy for you to grow. And that's a really important lesson here. Yeah. And that is what I am doing basically. Cause like my husband was kind of like, you are working a lot. Like it's a lot, which we thought it was like, okay, October, November, we can get through it, right? But then it was really seeping into December, it felt like, right? right? And that's also because, like, there were holidays and things, so I wasn't working a normal schedule, which is like, okay, that is that is one, you know, piece of the puzzle. But he's like, you're really working a lot. So I am, like, already, like, I'm going to be, like, super mindful now of, like, when I'm working and when I'm not working. And because like sometimes I do like to work in the evenings, but and that's fine. But it's like I need to like strike a balance a little bit. Like I can't if I'm working like the whole day, I can't be working all night. Also, that's just not it's not going to work. Right. Um, So I am like already trying to be extremely mindful of that, like starting this month and just figuring out like, okay, does this have to get done? Do I have to be the one to do this? And that was part of the reason why, like, even though I kind of wanted to work over the holidays a little bit more to kind of play catch up, I was kind of like, I just, it's, it's not like, you know, yeah, I need to give myself like a little bit of space here, right? Like those things don't have to happen right now. So I'm not going to do them. Exactly. I think that like one of the biggest things is that um, there's always more you're going to be able to find to do. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. You just have to have that boundary for yourself and stop it because especially in building a second business, like there's always going to be a ton of shit you could be doing. You know what I mean? Like that's never going away basically, Um, which is good news, bad Mm -hmm. news, right? Like the good news is then you don't have to make it a problem. Like it's not a problem that you didn't get your challenge done or whatever. Like it's just a thing. It's no big deal, right? Right. But also like there has to be a stopping point because if not, like you will just 
continue on, especially as your agency grows bigger, as the coaching business now has clients. Like that is going to be a never ending saga, basically, unless you just stop it. And like, if you stop it, the, the likelihood that you delegate more is huge. The likelihood that you get more efficient in the time you're doing it is huge. Like all of that speeds up too. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it definitely does. Does that feel okay to just be like, I'm a hard no to that right now? Or does that still feel kind of like a pretty big stretch? It's no, it's like, it's, I know it like needs to happen and I've like already started to do it right over the holidays. So it's just like, I need to make sure I'm continuing to do that and like mindfully be like setting things up or delegating things that like will allow me to continue to do that. Right. So yeah, I'm just trying to be like extremely. Well, that's the thing. Mindful about it. We basically have to put put that first before, like, I think what most people think in business is like, if I got all the stuff set up, then I'll finally take the time off or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like the exact opposite, right? Which is basically like, you have to start taking back that time, which is going to make you get resourceful and figure out what is, you know, a necessity, what needs to get delegated, whatever, like that forces you to do that in a whole different way than it will if you're just like, well, I'll keep doing this until I feel like I have the time. You're never going to feel like it. You have to take it, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, exactly. And like me feeling burnt. Like right now, I'm like, ugh, with clients. Like when I think about clients, I'm like, ugh, right? Which does has not happened very often in the past. And so it's like, that's a, that's a problem. Like warning sign, right? Like it's already mm-hmm. happened now. Like the burnout is happening. It's It's occurring right before my eyes. So like, okay, no, I can't do that because... I'm not like here to just build a business that's making X amount of money that I feel ugh about. Like, that's not good. That's not what I want. Mm-hmm. So, and like, there's nothing wrong with the agency. And that that's why it was just, I was trying, I've been trying to remind myself like 200, you're like, you're right. 200 was not the goal. It was never the goal, right? Like that was just like, a, oh, great. fun. This is fun thing. Um, exactly. So just trying to like continue to remind myself of that. Exactly. Like the goal is really, and I think this is actually interesting. I don't know if you remember this, but like the goal is really like make what you want to make in 30 hours a week. And I remember when we started, you were like, I'm totally happy to flex on that for a little while, whatever. Right. 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 And now you have, and you're like, actually, I'm not anymore. Like that is not, I, I'm, I was happy to go up to 40 hours. Now I'm not, it doesn't feel good. And you get to keep like deciding that through new experiences. So now you have the experience of being like right at 40 and it's just not what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that was definitely, I remember like right at the end of September, I was like, okay, well, I'm just like about to enter like a few months of hustle. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's fine. But now it's like, okay, now that couple Mm -hmm. of months has, is, has now stretched through a third month. And so it's like, okay, that's, that's a pro it's, a problem it's already not becoming a problem like it is a problem so now i need to like really pull back because like i can't just be doing that all the time that's not what i want and it's not serving me totally and it can just become a habit basically is the problem yeah, yeah 100%. right mm-hmm. so so that's easy right no more nights and weekends or like only if you've like otherwise not worked the morning kind of thing right really just like give yourself that because then we'll we'll get resourceful like if you're like okay i worked 35 hours this weekend these three things just didn't get done cool like that's that's the beauty of it that's where we get to be like cool so how are those things getting done from now on right yeah and i think it's just continuing to look at everything like okay who can do this instead of me I want to reiterate this advice that I'm giving to Sam because I think it's so relevant for so many of us, but it's basically, you know, having to take back the time in order to figure out the other options, right? So Sam could continue to keep working evenings and weekends, but then it just becomes a habit. We don't actually really force ourselves to put new processes in place. If we actually take that time back and create cutoff times and you know, stop working those evenings and weekends, we really force ourselves in many ways to have to find alternative options. And that's what we really need sometimes to be able to get past that hump. The thing with running your own business is that it's really easy to kind of just endlessly 
work and what it doesn't help you do necessarily is grow beyond that point because you just keep adding to your plate instead of figuring out better systems or opportunities with team or whatever. So what I'm really telling Sam is that she just has to stop and then we'll figure it out versus like we can tell ourselves that story of like, oh, okay, well, I'll figure it out and I'll be better with the processes and then I'll be able to pull back. And typically it doesn't work like that. It's almost the other way around where you have to put the boundaries in place first because it gives you so much more clarity and motivation to figure out those new processes. Exactly. So let's kind of move into that because I know the OBM's coming on and that's a like really important question. So like, what are we having her start with? So I told her, um, like for me, the biggest thing is I think I need to like change the structure of my business. Right. So that like I can even the VA, if like if we want the VA to be in like my inbox and like do a help inbox or whatever, like I'm fine with that. But like, I think part of it that's going to feel a little uncomfortable, but like I'm still going to do it is just like telling my clients like, hey, like I'm bringing on more support to better serve you. So like you're going to be like hearing from some team members and things like that so that we can just like make sure that I'm getting back to you quickly and like things are moving and happening or whatever. Because I definitely think like those random questions do take up a lot of my day. Um, Like right now I've gotten since we started this call one, two, five, six emails, seven emails from clients that I have to respond to. Right. So I need to figure out like, okay, what does that look like just workflow wise so we can make sure like, you know, if the VA is following up and answering an email, is it like, is she putting it in ClickUp? How, where is it going? Right. How do I know what's happening still? Um, You know, how do I know what things that I need to answer versus things that they can answer and making sure like their questions are getting answered in a timely manner and things like that. Um. I really think that that is going to be like a huge help. Um, And then I just I kind of want the OBM to just come in and be like, that's dumb. Like you're still thinking about it as you're the only one doing any work here. And like that is not like how to effectively do things like this workflow needs to be optimized for having a team. Um, I think that that's going to be like getting new eyes on just how I do things and that And I think a lot of it is going to be like, okay, this is how you've done it with the clients. And you need to tell your clients like this, this is going to change. And and here's why. So I think a couple of things. One is I feel like first, first step is I definitely have, have some feedback on that specifically, but I think that like we want to set the vision for the OBM and then she's going to execute it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Sometimes I think when we bring on an OBM, we can almost give them like too much pressure right up front where it's like kind of come in and tell me what I'm doing wrong and then fix it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they can do that and sometimes they can spot that. But really what we're hiring them for is to manage what we want to have happen, right? So I think what we really need to tell her is what you actually want, not just like see what she thinks might be wrong. So like that's a place where we can get clarity is like what I actually want is to not be responding two clients more than once a day. I'm just making that up, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or what I want is less client communication or whatever that is. But like, let's give her like a very, very strong and clear starting point. Mm -hmm. Because what we want to teach her is that you will be the visionary and she will execute the vision. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really works well for both of you then because you're always getting exactly what you want and she's always really clear on what to do. Oh my gosh, this one is important to me. This message is such a pet peeve of mine because I just see it too often and I think it's very misconstrued in our industry, which is that a lot of people think that the OBM, the business manager, online business manager, right, should be able to both create the vision and execute on it, right? So I see a lot of people bring OBMs into their business and they're like, hey, can you just like help me put in like all these processes, figure out all these things, and then also make sure team is doing it. And most people are constantly disappointed with an OBM when they take that mentality because the OBM is really there to help you execute your vision, right? Your strategy. 
doesn't mean they can't provide, um, you know, helpful feedback, support, all of that kind of stuff. Like certainly my OBM over the years has been an absolutely integral part of my growing my business, but it has always been about my vision and my strategy. And that's so important to take ownership and responsibility for that because if we don't, we're basically putting our business in, in someone else's hands. And there is certainly a place where we can trust and delegate, but there's also a way of being the one that holds the vision. Like to me, that is leadership, right? And if we're not the one holding the vision and we're hoping someone else does, we will often feel very frustrated when our vision is not realized. So I hope that's really helpful. If you have team, if you have an OBM, if you're thinking about hiring one, really hold yourself to the standard of being the one that creates the vision and then your OBM to the standard of being the one that helps you execute that vision. So like in this case, for example, like let's just talk through this. Like what are what in the actual F are those seven emails? <laughs> like what do they need from you? Why are they asking you so many questions? Yeah. I mean, some of them are like, oh, they moved the the Dropbox image folder moved. So now I don't have access to it anymore. So now I need access to it. So I emailed, so I was trying to do something and found that out and then had to email them. And so that that's that information or like a login for something that I didn't have that I needed. Or um, some of it is reporting, which I definitely want to get the VA slash the OBM doing like Facebook ad reporting, you know, how things, you know, performed campaigns and things like that. That mm-hmm. is definitely like next up on the list, um, which the OBM I hired is like all about analytics and stuff. So that's great because sometimes they annoy me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like one of it is like feedback to a campaign that we're going to send out. Um, another one is like from a lead um, that I responded to. Um Yeah. So that's like, so some of them, it's going to be interesting because I basically, you know, I told her, I was like, I need to get out of the weeds. And I think the weeds right now is all the communication. Right. Um, I think that's like something small that's just taking up a lot of my time. So I'm going to have to figure out, like, I think I hired her for like 15 hours to start a month. So it might be like the VA needs to be more in the inbox every day. Right. Um, cause the OBM's just like, I'm not obviously employing her full time. Mm-hmm. So that's a question to, that I'm not sure about. Okay. So something I would say too, is that like client communication via email is just not going to work anymore. Okay. Because that, I think that's a huge opportunity in terms of like, it's not like it's like a one-time client question. It's like, these are clients you have ongoing relationships with and communication with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. I really think moving them to more of like a project management system like Basecamp or Slack makes a ton of sense for you Mm -hmm. because then your team can be in there too. Like if you you have a Slack channel with that client, your team can be in there and see that as well, right? Mm. Yeah. You can also see your team handle things and responses and things like that really openly, really transparently. It's also really nice for the client because then they're not just emailing a team member like they're putting it in the Slack channel of your team, which feels like you're still very much a part of it, even though you don't have to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, that's a change for your clients, but I think that's a really great one to be able to be like, we have one space of communication. My team is in there. We're supporting you even more effectively. Like, this is kind of the direction we're moving. I think that's Mm -hmm. also nice for you because then when you're in Slack, you're in Slack. (laughs) And when you're out of it, you're out of it. The problem with it all being in your inbox is you never get a fucking break. And you always have a distraction. Yeah. I mean, I do think I've already been thinking. I was like, okay, like I probably need to like put some boundaries for myself in terms of just like when I'm handling client communication, how often I have a really bad habit of checking my email a thousand times a day. Um. So I think that's also just a change that I need to, like, enforce mm-hmm. and implement mm-hmm. for myself. Um, And then also, yeah, like, my big client, the new person that I'm reporting to is really bad. Like, he is contacting me across every channel all the time, like, everywhere, right? And so I've already started to, like, try and pin that down a little bit. Um, But, yeah, that probably makes sense. 
Um, well, I think here's a good way to think about it, right? Since we're building out a, a literal agency model, it's not just you. Um, we have to have clients that are willing to conform to mm-hmm. things like that. So if he's ultimately like just mm-hmm. unwilling to do that, like he just needs to go away. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure he will be willing to do that. But like we just have to make that clarity. Like, hey, I'm I'm like never gonna respond to you outside of Slack because I that's where like my team and I can serve you the best. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's super, super, super helpful for you because you don't have to be in Slack. <laughs> right. You know, you can go in twice a day or something like that and, and you can set aside that time. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you're really pulling yourself out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I am obsessed with having communication channels outside of your inbox for clients. I think that it is some of the best practical advice I can give clients. And it sounds so simple and so small, but it makes such a flippin' difference, right? Which is this idea of having communication channels that do not clog up your inbox so that you can be in your inbox any time of day without feeling the stress and pressure and frustration. And then you can be in your client channels anytime that that feels good to you, right? When it gets all intertwined, it almost feels like you can never not do client work. And that is one of the biggest barriers to scaling is when you're always doing client work. So this is going to be so helpful for Sam. It's going to help her create so many more boundaries. It's going to help her be so much more efficient with her time. And quite honestly, it's going to make it so much easier for her to grow because that outside channel is set up and it's not just about client work 24-7. Does that feel okay or do you have like some resistance to moving them? No, I don't really. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, people feel like Slack saves so much time and I don't know how much I really think that, but it makes more, it makes sense from like a team standpoint, right? Exactly. Like, so many teams use Slack for a reason like who am I to just be like no that doesn't make any sense right like I mean there's obviously a reason because it's better for collaboration um so no I think that that is like something I've already been thinking about that and I'm already like trying to figure out the people who are gonna be problem children but that's fine um, I'm pretty good at convincing people to do things that I want, so I'm not too worried about it. Totally. And I mean, the pitch is like I'm bringing on team members to serve you more effectively. Exactly. And you know that, right? But but also, like, it's a bit of a, a weeding out process where, like, if you want to agency this and if you want to be able to grow the coaching business, like, there is a filtering of, like, who is willing to move into that versus, like, who wants to be a really big problem child, and eventually we may just replace, right? Right. Like, but this is the direction you're moving. Yeah, yeah. And that's already, like, like, I just fired that one client, so I was just like, nope, this is not a fit, right? Like, I really don't need to be, like, dealing with that, right? Like, that's not where we're at at this point in our careers, Exactly. That's the perfect way to say it. We're like at a certain point, like it's worth dealing with a lot of client shit to be perfectly honest, right? Right. And and it's just not true for you anymore. And that's what we have to shift into. We're like, we need the clients that are willing to be in Slack, that are willing to be reasonable. That I think the other benefit of something like Slack is that all of the messages are in one place, which sounds silly, but it's like, I really think it creates a different psychology and people reaching out where like if I can just send you seven emails I don't really see it but if I have to send you the eighth message and I can see all seven of my messages above that like there's something that makes me second guess that (laughs) yeah yeah no for sure because that that problem client literally sent me like eight emails in a row like the week of Christmas and I wanted to just Mm -hmm. be like what do you think is reality right now like Mm -hmm. what are you thinking Totally. And so it's nice in a way because if, if they have to see their behavior in that sense, mm-hmm. like sometimes that creates a shift as well. That makes sense. And also, again, I think the most important part is it allows your team to come in and actually support you. So you can still go into Slack twice a day and make sure things are getting done. But ideally, a lot of it has gotten solved before you can even touch it and or you're delegating it. Right. You know, you're tagging your team member and being like, hey, can you get this to them? Or they've already done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
especially things that are super small, like, you know, they need a password or, or things like that. Like, that's so, so, so manageable for a team member to handle, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. So with that, I think it might be worth talking to the VA about, like, how how often can she be in Slack for you? Like, is it something she does for an hour a day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of it is, like, the way I have it set up with the clients, like, it, she knows, like, okay, you got to get, like, the social content done, like, for these clients by these days, right? So, like, there's no surprises happening there. Mm-hmm. So she can kind of, like, manage around that. And she has done that already. Like, she started to do that. So, like, a lot of her content is due, like, on the 20th, right? So, um, like, she will, like, already be working on it now and be sending me things by, like, the 10th because she knows, like, she's not going to wait and do it all in one week. Mm-hmm. So totally. um, she's pretty good about that already. So then I think we can like pretty easily add like regular Slack time in there. And what's nice about that too is that like she'll also be able to see how you interact and respond with clients where like if we just do email, like some emails she's getting to support with, some things are happening outside of what she sees, blah, blah, blah. Like what we're really getting to create here is basically a shadow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where she sees how you operate and is able to learn from that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I would definitely say like one one thing is to just ask her about that as soon as possible. And then the first task the OBM can help you with basically is making the move to Slack. Yeah, for sure. So it's nice because then we're doing what we just said before, which is like ultimately giving her a really clear vision. Like, Hi, welcome to the team. My vision is to have all of my clients move to Slack so you and my VA can support me more effectively in there. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then she gets to like set Slack up and set the process up and all of that kind of stuff and is executing your vision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that feel pretty good? Yeah, that feels good. And it does definitely feel like at this point in time, like I would have done that whole move myself before and just been like, all right, yeah, like whatever, it's just my time. (laughs) And now we've moved to a place where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to pay someone to do that. Totally. So, so yeah, that feels good. And that's really the expertise thing is managing the process. Like that's the expertise she's bringing to the table. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's cool because you're like, this is what I want. And then her expertise is like, let me manage the process of getting you what you want. Like, so fucking cool. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So when does she begin? So we have our onboarding call like today. Today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is also a really good time to move clients then because you also have the ability to be like, I just brought on a new team member at the start of the year, blah, blah, blah. And so you can really give that context as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So like your only job really is to write up the email to clients. Her job is to execute the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can give them like a, a transition time. Right. You know, like, we're going to open Slack on this day and we have, like, two weeks to transition into it or whatever. We're, like, if they accidentally forget and email you or whatever, it's not like it's going unanswered. Right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, beautiful. I honestly think that's going to buy you a pretty significant amount of time. Yeah, I think that's going to be good. And then um, just continuing to get the VA doing more things and, you know, optimizing her process, I think, is going to still every month I'm just like wow sometimes I stop and think about I'm like wow that did say like I didn't even do any of that that's great Mm -hmm. so um she's definitely like saved me so much time Um, I think like the good news and bad news is you've just had significant growth in the last three months like I think last week we or last time we chatted we said like you got it 80k in three months which is like right fantastic but there's just such a learning curve with that like and there's a time gap with that like I think everyone thinks like oh it'd be the best and easiest thing in the world to add 80k to my business in three months and it's like it is but it comes with like a lot more like overwhelm and a lot more things to figure out and a lot more adjustments that have to be made really quick that we like haven't necessarily gotten to prepare in advance for So I think it's like remembering like this is only happening because you've had so much growth and that's can still be fucking annoying, but it's also very positive. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and that's what I just keep trying to think of. Like, I did scale super fast, so there's going to be growing pains there. And that's why, like, when I was, like, that's why I fired a client who I was just, like, you're not worth it. I was, like, fully prepared to fire this, my biggest client, if that needed to happen. Like, I still am. So I'm just trying to, like, you know, eye on the prize here. Totally. And they're going to come along with that. Like, so many of these clients you've proved so much to over the years of, like, being such an excellent member of their team and stuff if you want them to move to slack that's like such a small ask they're gonna do it yeah for sure yeah like i just always remember like if it doesn't work out like that's fine they're not my people so Mm -hmm. i like still serve all a lot of my other clients and they're really happy about it so that's fine okay beautiful so where do we want to step into in terms of like the coaching space? Like, is it like i'm still going to move forward with that challenge i just needed a break over christmas is it like i really just want to get this team onboarded and then worry about it? Is it like I want to dedicate an hour a week? Like, how are we feeling about that at this moment? I think I'm going to push the challenge just by a week. Okay. So it'll basically like be mid-Jan. I think that's like still fine. Um, Just so that I can like basically prep the whole thing this week and be promoting it. Like, oh God, it's already Thursday. I keep thinking it's Monday. Ugh. Well, yeah, so <laughs> um, so I can, like, prep it, like, tomorrow and then start promoting it next week for to it to be the following week. I feel like that should be pretty manageable. I'll have to see. Um, but I think that should be okay. Um, I should be able to decide by, like, Friday if it needs to get pushed, like, one additional week. But I definitely still, like, want to do it. I still think it's going to be good. I just want to make sure, like, I have time to, like, create content around it. Because that was another thing that dropped off over the holidays because it was just like a lower priority, even though it's not, but it's not like in your face. I need yeah. to create this content. So um, like I have my like batch plan and everything and reworking everything. So I still definitely want to do it. I got a lot of great feedback from the digital strategy intensives. Yeah. So like I know I want to do the challenge so I can sell more of those. One of the winners does want to work with me one-on-one, but she said she's having some money objections for Q1. So I'm like working through that with her a little bit. I kind of, you know, broached the subject of like, oh, do you feel like you have to be working a certain amount before you can invest in yourself? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of having that conversation with her. But if she's really like feeling some sort of way about it, I'll, I'll just offer to have her put down a deposit. Okay. Um, I love that. Yeah. Because she's just like, I, you gave me such great like content for the digital strategy intensive like I want to implement it because she feels really confident that when she implements it like that is going to get her more clients so it's kind of still like a money objection but like not really um because she says she's she was like I'm a definite yes like definitely want to do it um and then I have to follow up with the other people from the digital strategy intensive as well but basically like I know doing that challenge like that's going to really serve the strategy intensive. And I've already like figured out a couple of ways to help me optimize that so that it's really taking me like less than two hours total to do it all. Um, so, so yeah, I still definitely want to do the challenge. I still definitely want to do it in January. I just like want to have a little bit of time to like make sure I'm preparing and not feeling super like frantic about it. Mm-hmm, totally. So a couple of things. One is um, I think that it's okay if you push it back two weeks too. Mm-hmm. Like again, like not, none of that is a is a huge rush. And it's not to right. say like we don't want to create the space to move forward on that. But like a week, the difference of a week is like unimportant at this point. Right. Your sanity is the most important. <laughs> right. So exactly. like – what you have to keep doing, and I think is a theme of this call, is giving yourself a little bit of permission there. We're like, you could get it done in a week. I know you could, but the question is, do you want to? <laughs> right, exactly. Right? So that's something I'd sit with. The second thing is talk to your OBM about how she can help you with that. Like, hey, I'm, I want to do a challenge. Like, where can you come in in this process and help me get it done and execute? Again, vision is I want this challenge done. Her role is to be like, how can I help with that? Right. Yeah, I I keep trying to, like, make sure I'm not the bottleneck, right? Because, like, that has definitely happened a few times with the VA where she's like, okay, what else? What do you need? What do you need? And I'm like, I need to do this thing, but I need to do this other thing first before you can do that. So mm-hmm. there's definitely been a few times where I'm the bottleneck. So I think that becomes the question then is, like, do I want to push forward and get it done? 
in a week? Or do I want to just decide that there's like no point in that and I need this space more than I need the challenge to happen and go with that. And then like, again, just communicate that to the OBM because then she'll be able to actually help you execute to that. Mm -hmm. Um, One other thing that came up and, and we can talk about this a little bit more in base camp with particulars, but is the idea of like, I just want to execute what I learned in the digital strategy intensive before we work together. I think we want to make sure that it's really, really clear to people that the knowledge is one benefit, but there's Mm -hmm. so much more to what you can offer them versus just like, I'm always giving you a new thing to do. Um, It's more like I'm helping you do it the right way. I'm helping you execute on it in a quick way. I'm helping you create the most ease around it, that kind of stuff. So I think that's just one hole that I noticed there where it's like, we don't want them to feel like, oh, now we'll just go do this. We want them to feel like, now I have this knowledge, but I need the support to make it happen. I really want to point out this idea that helping clients see that knowledge isn't the only value is so crucial to signing coaching clients. If I truly believe that knowledge is the only value, it doesn't make sense for me to pay for a high-end coach, right? But if I see other things as valuable, like personalization, self-development, things like that, getting out of my own way, so many other things that I could list here, but it's not really the point, right? Um, If I see those other things as high value, then it totally makes sense to pay for a high-level coach. If the only thing I think is valuable is getting the information, of course I'm not converting into long-term coaching at that price point right? Of course, I just want to get the information somewhere else, right? For for cheaper if I can, or use information I have and try to go implement that myself without more coaching. And so if you are selling coaching services, it is absolutely hands down one of the most crucial things to make it clear that knowledge is not the only value point you're offering and that there are so much more to that that creates the result. Right. Yeah. And that is definitely she said that. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> I was like, maybe it's too much. Like, maybe I need to, like, adjust the amount that I'm covering in that strategy intensive or something. Or, like, maybe I need to, like, talk about, like, more the strategy behind it, but, like, not talk about, like, the tactics as much or something. I Yeah. So, ba- I mean, she basically said that. And I was like, damn it. I feel like that's going to start happening. Um, often that people are like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think we don't have quite enough data to say which it is, but for me, I think it's more about right now, at least communicating the value of like, yeah, but that you can have it, but this is where most people get stuck. Right. Is the actual execution of that. So like, I truly believe that like getting this ongoing support to put this into play and the micro specifics of what comes up every day and putting this into play is mm-hmm. going to be the thing that moves you forward the fastest. Like, let's actually have that conversation. Yeah, I didn't really on the calls. I didn't really when I was pitching, like talk about like, you know, yes, a coach like helps you with like things like this and helps you learn to do things and, you know, try new things and stuff like that. But like, I didn't really lean on the accountability idea as much. Um, which, yeah, I think would definitely help that. I think it's the accountability, and I think it's also all the stuff that comes up in taking those actions, right? So it's like you might tell them, like, post in groups, but they're going to have 5,000 questions about what that means, for example. Right. So being able to illustrate for them, like, this is high-level strategy, but, like, what you're probably going to need the most support on is the day-to-day, and, like, that's where I really, really recommend coaching. Yeah. That makes sense. So so that's just an opportunity to follow up around that and open that conversation more and to share it on calls more where information is part of the value. We just don't want to be positioning it where it's the only value. Yeah, that makes sense. I think adjusting the pitch a little bit will make a difference for sure. And then just let me know, like, I'm happy to read that or whatever. But I think that's a huge opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay. so. Let me know once you talk to the OBM what your thoughts are on the challenge. Full permission to move it. Even two weeks <laughs> yeah. if you need to. You're yeah. you're noticing those signs of like I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. And obviously some of it's just letting this work. Some of it's getting back from the holidays. But also let's pay attention to it. So really check in with yourself on that. And if we need to move it, it's so, so fine and so doable. Right. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. All right. Keep me posted. Let me know what I can help with and we'll go from there. 
I will. Awesome. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.